Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. It is indeed Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson here at AM 960 Studios out over the San Francisco Bay. But high and dry, don't worry. I'm so glad to hear that. I would hate to hear you're getting wet. You can swim, though. Need be. Hey, talking uh, next about growing in the digital age and our next guest uh, and his company, Centric Digital, helping other companies to do exactly that. We're going to talk a little bit about how that applies to the retail sector, which we know is having a hard time for many uh, kind of transforming to the digital age. But we'll get to that in just a moment, Corey. After some yes. data check and business news headlines with Bloomberg News anchor Charlie Penn. All right. I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Thank you, Carol Master, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all higher today. S&P up for a fourth session gaining two-tenths of one percent, up four to 23.98 at the close, just about four points away from a record. The Dow up 43 to 20,937, up two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up five, higher by one-tenth of one percent. The S&P, by the way, having its longest winning streak since February. The 10-year down 8.30 seconds at yield, 2.28 percent. Gold down two, uh, town 10.50 the ounce to 12.51, down eight-tenths of one percent. Crude oil holding above $51 a barrel up 40 cents at 51.54. That is a gain of eight-tenths of one percent. As for the economic backdrop, Russ Costridge is portfolio manager at BlackRock. He was interviewed this morning on Bloomberg Television. You have a solid economy. Globally, you're seeing the, the, uh, the expansion spread out. But there's not much evidence that we're seeing the type of significant acceleration, certainly not an inflation that people were discounting back in November and December. I think this is why the 10-year yield is about 20 basis points lower than when it started the year. And again, the 10-year yield, 2.28%. Sears Holdings gaining some breathing room in its comeback effort thanks to deals with some of the biggest names in finance. Lenders, including billionaire Bill Gates' Cascade Investment, agreed to give the struggling retailer more time to repay debt. A MetLife will take on pension obligations for about 51,000 retirees. Sears holding shares down nine-tenths of one percent. Recapping S&P up four, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you so much, Charlie Pellet. Bloomberg Markets brought to you by Pershing's Insight 2017 Conference. It's a must-attend for advisors. It happens June 14th through the 16th in San Diego. Register at PershingInsight.com. That's Pershing, I-N-S-I-T-E dot com. This is Bloomberg. What is the problem with retail? Brian Manning thinks he knows. He's the CEO of Centric Digital, and he doesn't think, I think, that it's tax returns. Uh, Brian joined us right now. Brian, uh, we, we, we had AutoZone today. No, it's the weather. It's the weather. It's the weather. Right. So, so, well, well, AutoZone, uh, Goldman Sachs, and, and, and indeed AutoZone itself, blaming uh, the slow uh, payout in tax returns for the problems at retail, but you see other uh, ghosts in the machine. Yeah, you know, I think the um, a lot of the headlines are pointing to the retail apocalypse. Uh, you've got retail stores closing at a record pace. Uh, that's impacting malls. A lot of them are being shuttered. Um, but we don't think this is necessarily a slowdown in spending overall. In fact, the National uh, Retail Federation predicts that spending is going to be up 3 or plus percent this year. Um, a lot of people are pointing to, you know, the Amazon effect being a reason uh, that a lot of retailers are having trouble. But really, Amazon is just adapting faster to changing consumer habits. And, and that's really what's going on here is 
the way consumers are shopping is just changing dramatically. Um, a lot of people are interested more in, in paying for experiences than materials. Uh, there's a lot of sharing versus ownership going on. Obviously, Airbnb and Uber and, and, you know, in the media space, people are preferring subscriptions and so on. So the disruptors are really what's changing a lot of the retail model as well. So who does it well? That's a good question. Um, if you're talking about, you know, the new retailers, uh, you've got examples like Warby Parker. Um, you know, introducing the home try-on uh, feature where they send glasses to your home and you send back the four pairs or that you don't like. It's like the, Zappo, the Zappos model where you could, you know, you had a year to return it. You could get stuff. And and that's really, to some extent. yeah, a lot of people are using the buzzword omni-channel, but really what it is is that frictionless experience that it makes it easier for the customer. It's and the that's what they're really of the looking world, for. Isn't it? There is a bit of the Uber of X thing going on and, and making things easier. You know, Uber took the transaction out of cab rides and, and, you know, made it very seamless. Corey's heard me say this. I mean, and we talk about, you know, all the Amazon boxes that pile up in our doorstep, but I've actually bought something somewhere, gone home and said, you know, I should have just looked at Amazon first. Found it less expensive, yep. often in, in many cases, and I'm going to get it in a day or two, and I will return the other item and buy it that way. And and that's a lot of the challenge, too, is people are bringing their mobile phone into the stores that they even shop at and yeah. checking that maybe even before they check out. Right. The other thing Amazon is doing with its prime shipping and, and Dash and other um, methods you know, you really don't have to think about shopping as an event anymore, something right. you need to make a list for. You think of something you buy, it gets delivered. You don't even start to really pay attention I to it. I pressed the button buy... for dog food this week, and I didn't even look at the price. I just pressed the button because I knew it would be here in a couple of days. Nor worry about getting all the items that you have to get. Right. So you're kind of doing it as you're thinking about it, on your commute, on your in, your in your bed at night. Whenever you think of it, you just buy it. Do people think about, though, also that whole idea of if you're not going to the store to get a new pair of sneakers or a shirt or whatever the heck it might be. Because when you're in the store, you're more inclined or there's a bigger chance potentially of you saying, oh, I saw that, I get this. Like you kind of add on to the items. It's like when you go to a supermarket, right, and you buy those things while you're waiting online. Is that yes. also somewhat going on too? Well, that, I believe, is the opportunity for these retailers that are getting hammered by the online-only presence. In fact, there's been research that companies that have a true omni-channel presence where you buy online, return in the store, there's uptick in their net sales to even the likes of 107% of what a normal transaction would be. Like Zara. Because they're going back into the store to make a return. They're seeing another item. They're making an exchange and potentially spending more than they would have if it was pure e-commerce. You, I want to have you elaborate for a minute here. You, you said that Amazon was quicker to adapt to the cha- trends and changing uh, the changing trends in retail. Isn't Amazon itself the changing trend in retail, or is it something Amazon's done to change its business uh, approach? Well, I, you know, Amazon has a lot of things going for it. Certainly, its scale and it. Despite its size, it's still acting very much like a startup and introducing new concepts all the time. But hasn't Corey, like Corey goes, it, like Amazon's being the driver. They, they've been a main driver. I think there are other companies coming into the fold that are showing new and unique ideas. Amazon is certainly mopping up the commodity market. I mean, there's no real point to spending your Sunday afternoon going to the store to pick up items you can get on Amazon easily. Um, but a lot of stores and, and different retailers are creating more experiential. Uh, you know, if you look at what Apple has done in its store, it's not about shopping lines or, or cash registers. It's about playing with the products. It's an experience. And some, some people hang out there all day. Google is, is 
come That's into this market as well as as Microsoft in the city. You can see those stores; they're much more experiential um, to to try out the Google Home product we, or whatever. We just have about ten seconds, but can sure. Flows be an experience? I think so, and I, I think in the store, um, you know, you can use uh, augmented reality and these newer emerging techs to, to enhance that shopping experience. Ferrari did something very interesting where you can look at the car and change the color of it. Yeah, kind of cool stuff. Um, Brian, fun to talk with you. Thank you. Great. Brian Manning, he's co-founder, chief executive officer at Centric Digital in our Bloomberg 1130 studio on this Tuesday. You are listening to Bloomberg. Let's get some world and national news headlines with Bloomberg News anchor Adrian Mitchell in our 991 studios in our nation's capital. Thanks, Corey and Carol. Senate Democrats and Republicans had their weekly strategy sessions as the president's first full-year budget proposal went to Capitol Hill. Bloomberg's Irv Chapman has more. Democratic leader Chuck Schumer rejected the massive spending cuts out of hand. The Trump budget takes a sledgehammer to the middle class and working Americans and imagines all of the deficit problems away with fantasy math. Budget Committee ranking Democrat Bernie Sanders. What this budget amounts to is an unprecedented transfer of wealth in the United States. Republican leader Mitch McConnell was pleased by the proposed increase in defense spending. As for the rest... The president's budget, as we all know, is a recommendation, and then we decide what we're going to do with those recommendations. Democrats noted that they did preserve many of their priorities for the rest of 2017. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. British police have released the name of the suicide bomber who killed 22 people at a concert in Manchester. I can confirm that the man suspected of carrying out last night's atrocity is 22-year-old Salman Abidi. Greater Manchester Police Chief Ian Hopkins police say although the Islamic State has claimed responsibility, they don't know whether he was part of any terrorist network. We're getting more vacation days, but we still don't use all of them. A travel industry initiative called Project Time Off finds full-time workers with paid vacation days got about 22 days last year, up nearly one day from 2015, but most didn't use them all. Global News, 24 hours a day. I'm Adrian Mitchell.